Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mind Refinery podcast, provided to you by us, the Mind Refinery, creators of content, aggregators of popular culture, and a place where creatives thrive. I'm your host, Kyle Bodanis. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the world of Bong Joon-ho. We're going to dive into Parasite, Snowpiercer, Akcha, and a lot more, including how his Oscar victory has potentially changed the landscape for international films. Before we get started, if you haven't checked out and subscribed to the Mind Refinery YouTube channel, do it. Lots of great content, our culinary series plated, new episode of This Is Cosplay, short films, podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all your Mind Refinery news. And now, without further ado, here's the show. All right, here today to discuss the crazy world now of Bon Joon Ho are Mind Refinery creatives Andrew Lanza, hey, hey. Boyanetic Technical, and John Neal. Get it. I'm going to ask a very simple question to start, guys. Uh, Obviously, uh, Parasite brings home four Oscars. And uh, is this the first time, a rare example of the Academy getting it right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Like, they, they, they they did good. They did good. And, and like... I'd like to just shout out Bong Joon-ho for just a second for doing what everybody would do if they won multiple Oscars is like making them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think you would just instantly, I, I, I don't know, I would. I mean, I would definitely make them kiss or at least have some kind of like conversation t- perhaps, especially <laughs> if I won multiple ones. But I mean, like it's really, uh, the, the fact he got the best director as well, that honestly was the one that would surprise me. I'm like, they're going to give this guy what the artist formerly known as foreign film, international film, and then that's it. And it's going to be... What was like the decision making process in make like in them nominating it for best foreign and best picture? Like that's it kind of that, that always um, struck me as a little weird that that they just yeah. went, like nominated it twice. I don't know. I feel like it would be kind of like one or the other. Has that happened before? Like, is that unprecedented? Okay, the only one I'm wondering if it happened before too is um, Life Is Beautiful, the Roberto Benigni film. Yeah, yeah Because yeah, I yeah. believe he won an Oscar for that, but I don't know if he it won was best, best Picture. It was best. Wasn't it Best Picture? I can't remember. I if think it was, it was Best, best Picture. picture. Um, I mean, it, it's good, obviously. Like on, like, and we're gonna get into the whole idea of. Uh, you know, international foreign films and like, you know, why, about their viability. But like, it was good to see because the film, honestly, uh, I was fully prepared for 1917 to win, which I love 1917. Obviously, hashtag listen to the podcast for 1917. Um, <laughs> but it was really great to see this because this movie, honestly, I was my favorite by a long shot. It was so good. It was so funny at times. Um, it was very, you know, socially biting. You know, explores class. You know, like a lot of uh, to an extent. Uh, Without being heavy-handed, which is a huge like. Yes, thing. the he- most heavy-handed thing about it is the is the title. Yeah. When it comes to like, when it comes to you know, it's it's discussion of class, and I liked it that right away. And then you, you know, it just. Uh, but even that, like, really depending good. on who's watching and how you're interpreting it, you could, you know, they're all parasites. I was I was just gonna say yeah. it's not just it's it's whatever side you're looking at it from you're you're kind of looking at the other side as the parasite. In the in an interview, he was saying like the whole idea about the parasite. What I kind of like about him too is that he really upfront talks about what these things are like some guys try to be overtly mysterious, but I like that he you know that he talks about it is that he was saying so obviously you have the the family is the the is the is the parasite the the poor family. And but he's like it's also like the upper class family too, because like they feed on their services and become drunk on their services. They're used to doing everything, having everything done for them. That you know they require these people, you know, to do it. And I, I just thought it was as, so well put together. As much as I um, lo- like this wasn't my favorite movie of the year, probably just like to watch. But 
It's the one that should have won, I, th- I thought. Like, it blew me away in the second half of the movie. Like, the second half of, the, of Parasite is incredible, right? Because it takes a while to kind of build, and once it kind of establishes everybody and their roles and everything, and that twist happens. I don't know if we want to give anything yeah, away. Yeah, but actually, yes, spoilers. 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 It. Yeah. It's the best um, when, uh, when, when, when they discover that the guy's living in the... The in the basement, I was just like, "What is happening?" Like, <laughs> that was oh, a surprise. Man. I was shocked. Like, yeah. I was like, "Okay," like in a good way. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't like to give the Academy that much credit for anything, really. But yeah, they they finally. This was a good good yeah. good pick. I thought good all round. Yeah. So let's talk about Parasite. What do we love about it? Why is why did this one strike a chord? Why were they able to not deny this one? For honestly, just for me, it was the twist. That, that that came up in it like I, I've I've been missing that I guess and as soon as it sort of happened just from a view like watching experience that that really was like okay it took me on a journey in the in the second half for sure um I really liked the uh performances I thought that they did a really good job of really like bringing through the comedy of the movie because it was a fucking funny movie like especially the first half was pretty much there like, was parts where my like diaphragm hurt. Yeah, from it's 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 a really funny movie, and I I feel like there was almost a potential for the actors to just play it maybe too straight or like too goofy. I don't know. I felt like they felt uh, I felt like they got uh, the balance perfectly for 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 their performances. I thought that was really really good. I thought they all did a really good job. The whole family, the uh, the, the the mom and dad of like the rich family. I I don't think anybody like the the, the daughter. I think everybody did a great job. The daughter was great. Yeah. They were all great. The dad was great. The dad was dad in. Was uh, dad was in yeah. the movie The Host the, the, too. The, the dad. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. in a couple. Uh, yeah. Of his movies, right? Oh yeah. I yeah. Think he the hires son, him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's he definitely he keeps with his crew. He's like sure. his De Niro yeah. almost. He's been in so many of his movies. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. We, let's talk about favorite scenes. Well, like, uh, sorry. I didn't oh, sorry. No, Blaine, the, continue. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> for me, the reason I I like really really liked it. I think it definitely deserved it. Uh, is that. I couldn't really, it was, I couldn't define it as a genre. It didn't follow anything that I was already expecting, anything that I was used to from Hollywood. Um, you know, it was, it was a times of comedy. It was a drama. It was a heist film. Like there's, yeah. there's heist aspects. There's a team. Oh, yeah. There's, they have a plan. Suspense. Like it's amazing. And then on top of that, there's like a, 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 a subtle, like really well done social commentary that, you know, wasn't just in your face. Like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't beating me over the head with it. Um, it just did so many things and it did, and it, and it worked them all in, in such a way that it just, they all worked off each other. Um, and that's, I couldn't, I just couldn't define it. I couldn't find what I, I couldn't predict what was going to happen next, yeah. which is something like us having yeah. seen thousands of movies I can pretty much do now. But yeah, so, uh, and it also made me, like I feel like there's so much like growing up here in West in, in in North America, I'm probably missing tons of context about uh, about that film and about some of the messages in it that uh, Koreans would know. Yeah. And oh, I sure, really sure. Re- like it made me okay. I want to know more about South Korean cu- culture. Find out maybe, and then just have have that in context inform. Uh, some of the messages in the film that I didn't, that I'm not aware of. And, you know, he says, he was asked, I believe I'm paraphrasing this, he was asked in an interview, why do you think uh, this film, um, you know, caught on or or here in the West? And he said, well, we all live in one country and that country is capitalism. Um, So that's, that's where the touchstone sort of was for a lot of us. But I think there's also like a lot of South Korean culture uh, in it that 
informed so much of it that we're not aware of that I really, really want to find out. There's also some elements from the shooting, too, that I'll talk about when they get to the cinematography because there is that, that I was reading about it. Um, we'll wait. We'll save this for the cinematography yeah. part. Also, just, just adding all that, like, that that is 100% true, but it's also... It also did have a lot of like universal themes, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like no matter that, yeah. no matter who who you are, where you're from, mm-hmm. like you can yeah. relate to something yeah. in that movie. And and I we're gonna probably get it more into his other movies, but having sort of seen them all now in, in just like a series, one after the other. Well, not all of them, but all, uh, many of them is. I don't know where uh, him as a filmmaker and his influence, his influence, like how Hollywood and and the U.S. has influenced him and his knowledge of. Of uh, of uh, Hollywood movies and, and 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 American culture has influenced him. I don't know where that begins and where how much has American culture influenced South Korean culture ends. So I I don't know if it's like oh here's the film filmmaker who's seen a lot of movies around the world, a lot of American movies, and uh, a lot of it, a lot of what he does in the, in his movies has a commentary on America, has a commentary on American imperialism, on American capitalism or just American characters in his movies. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's just him being a brilliant filmmaker who's an international filmmaker now, and I guess has always been in a way, or or if that's just, there's aspects of a South Korean culture there that are, you know, that are present just in general. It's probably both. Yeah, Honestly, probably. It's both, I think. I like that. It's seamless. Yeah, no, no, that's actually a really interesting point because like we kind of always see well, we mostly see capitalism and American capitalism and American imperialism through American eyes. Even if it's like self-commentary, it's through American eyes. But it's interesting to see it in like even in subtle ways in the, uh, in, you know, through the eyes of, of people from South Korea. You know what I mean? And as I said, we get into more into his other films, like you start to see that what the American presence in the world does, what the American economic system does you know, overall, and I, I think that's that's really cool because it's social commentary, but also he makes sure it's super. Enter- he has it in this like super entertaining like rapping, and it, it's very, just very really, digestible, really like very accessible. I think, and he, not in a bad way, not in a bad I think way. It's just gets, very. It's like uh, for you know, everybody. It, and he man, yeah, he manages to make it digestible and also elevates it, so it's not like exactly, digestible, exactly. but now it's super dumb and like whatever. Yeah, yeah. general audience shit. No, but. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So. Let's talk about. Let's take a little bit to look at it. Uh, the movie specifically, favorite scenes. Um, I like everything from the time when the family comes home when the camping trip gets canceled until um, the father, the the kid, and the and the daughter escape was crazy. That whole part is probably my favorite stretch of it. There when they're camp when the kids camping and during the sex scene. Like everything, yeah. Well, when they no, no, come no, no. home, no, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying like, like during that, that whole the, part, the, the sex scene yeah. where, where the whole family is, is under, under the, the table, is, yeah. is under yeah. the table, and like it's super funny, but it's obvious social commentary where it. she's like, <laughs> where she's like screaming out, "Buy me drugs!" Yeah, and I'm like, okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, they're fetish, it, they're fetishist poverty. That's yeah. exactly. That's, that's exactly. They yeah. also planted the idea. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like they're fetishized. Yeah, it's like they're fetishizing. 
property and being of a lower class yeah. and like yeah. the danger of it. Like it's yeah. this like foreign romanticism, yeah. you know, for them. And I, I was like, that's so funny. And then when he starts talking about the smell, yeah, and he's and like, he's, he smells like sowing... it, it smells like an old radish. <laughs> he's also sowing like, the uh, seeds in that scene of like of with with how he gets killed, like yeah. why why he's the father sniffs, decides yeah, to kill the, him the, the, is right. just is that like, smell. But it's more social commentary common. because he's talking about this is how people on the subway smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, and then she's like, oh, I haven't been on the subway in years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't been on the subway, and you're just like, okay, who are you know who are these people? And you know. It's also suspenseful as hell, by the way. Uh, yeah, as well, because they're hiding. If they get caught, they're all fucked. So yeah, exactly. You, and know? you know, and they're right there under the table. But it's like the yeah, it's really good. Ten- it's like it adds a lot of tension, but it almost does it in this like borderline three stooges. Well, that's way, what I mean. But it know? doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. cross that line yeah. in, into like being yeah. corny or being whatever. Well, it's it's very yeah, yeah. very and, like and, you. And you notice, <laughs> <laughs> you notice the, the the family are like they're brilliant genius fuck-ups yeah. like they can think of the, these amazing incredible cons and actually pull them off uh but they also can't keep a job down because they're just fuck-ups uh, fuck like Honestly, they they just even just before the, the table they they're like they're all just they didn't think of a uh, of something go, bad going you know they're all sitting there they're breaking expensive whiskeys they're after drinking them they're nobody's you know what i mean yeah. all this what stuff. if they come home just like yeah. there's what if they forget something there should they be a they decided there should be a level well, of paranoia yeah. there um i honestly i liked any scene where like you had the ensemble family together though those are my favorite like at the beginning those beginning scenes the opening scenes and then again the one where they're sitting around the table getting drunk like we just mentioned i think i think those were my favorite scenes like when you had all of them together like i'm such a fan of the grift like any grifting movie Mm. or like any movie with like there's like people are trying to like get scammed i'm always a fan so like their their schemes and and, like their grifts i i loved everything i i love the family unit what I liked about that too is that they it's like this is a family of grifters and but like they didn't try in terms of how they love each other he they didn't like he didn't make them degenerates like the father and the mother love the children oh yeah and they and are each other. and each other, and each other. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's yeah. it's a family and they would do things and they would do anything for each other and they are always I thought you're gonna say they weren't gonna fuck up anybody else I was like no they definitely <laughs> yeah no no they're gonna yeah they're but so it's like the unit it's but outside it's them versus the world yeah, yeah. And uh, they're very, it, there is that closeness in there and there's that love and there's that tenderness and the father, you know, loves the children, the mother loves the children. And I thought that was really good because it's like, you know, whenever, even in North American films, when someone tries, you know, with the wrong hand, when someone shows, tries to show people who don't have a lot of money, it's almost like they also let the values go yeah. as well as if yeah. like money and values are associated with it's one another. It's obviously written by somebody who's never been in that situation. <laughs> Yeah, who doesn't know what it's who does yeah, who doesn't understand what it's like. And he can always tell in the work when someone is like that, right? And with him, he does it the idea of family and the idea of like love transcending like economics and all this kind of stuff is 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 really good. And I I think that's what's kind of refreshing though to it as well because it was like super well done, but it was just really Yeah, and it also didn't paint like the rich family as like, you know, they had their flaws, of course, but they weren't just like they were terrible. Like they were like the mother, like genuinely like loved the children. Yeah. Like they, well, they, there, like, there was the thing between the father and the mother, where they weren't, you know, every time uh, um, uh, the father from from the poor family when, when he commented, "You always love your wife," blah blah blah. You know, there was always that like there was never a reply. Yes, there was always. True. Part I of, mean, I did part say of the reason was like flaws. I don't like when he crosses the line exactly, sort of deal, yeah. but part of it was also I don't think he actually loved his wife. I think it's a 
not a, not that happy of a family. No, at I, least that's, between them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair, I don't know. I I thought there was like I don't know. I thought there was genuine yeah. love between them. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think about the cinematography? Huh. The cinematographer right. is Hong Kyung Pyo. So one thing that I will um, I'll start this conversation off. Um, you were saying about the class, like the class. Um, what was it about? Uh, just the. Um, how South Korea, like, there's elements of the to South Korean society that maybe we yeah, don't fully get. Of, yeah. So, like, part of the shooting the, that uh, I was reading this article on IndieWire with the cinematographer, and he was basically saying that just the amount of light that they were getting was influenced by, like, for example, people, and this is obviously probably other places on the planet too. People were, you know, people who live in the higher areas in South Korea are usually people who are more affluent. And also, then vice versa, because they live in a basement, yeah, right? Semi-basement. So they did that know. through like controlling light and the amount of light they were getting the, versus you know the rich couple versus the, uh, uh, and then also uh, and just greenery like too, yeah, right? and that's another thing too. And also, what's at eye level? You know what I mean? Like the people who live in the basements are like always There's looking a guy pissing, a guy pissing. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so you, you see it in the very first scene with like. He's sitting there, and then there's like the like you see like the 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 sunlight like coming through the window, and like like that little like cut of like them in the basement window, like that little cut of light is what they get, mm-hmm. and like that's just what, what and, he's happy with. Yeah, and yeah, they actually comment with. on on the on the like the perfect cut of light in the rich people's house by that uh, was it Nanjung that, that they said they're like that architect or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like how how it was perfectly designed. You know what I mean? Like right. They, they, together, they, they're like in the, the, several times it's talking about how much they enjoy just that view and the light like, the like how window. it comes yeah. in with the big yeah. window. So it's just. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that, that like class divide and like how where where who lives and how it looked it also goes into my favorite scene or one of my favorite scenes which is an extension of the them hiding the table was the flooding. Mm. That was it was, it was beautiful. Like and the daughters sitting on that toilet that's oh fucking blowing up, having a smoke like yeah, yeah. fuck and like oh beautiful. Oh it was like that, <laughs> well, that scene just gave me <laughs> fucking anxiety. Like that whole It scene. did, man. I got yeah. yeah, and like I love how then later like the the mom is like, Oh, like the rain stopped. Like it was it was <laughs> nice, <laughs> the rain stopped, we can have a part hopefully we, we can just have a party lost tomorrow. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Like for the rich people it was like, oh maybe how uh, money affects being exposed yeah. to the elements. It's like yeah. if rain for one person is beautiful, the other one is just like our Basement's flooded. Yeah, or, like, or our, like whole our whole is apartment. Is, our whole, <laughs> yeah, our whole like life. Our whole life our is just is just ruined. So I mean, Roger Deakins won this year for which now, which obviously 1917 is Who? fantastic. Yeah, Roger. Oh yeah, <laughs> Roger Deakins. If you listen yeah. to this podcast, you may have heard of him. Uh, but if the, you know what, uh, this one too. Also, like if it had Did won, ever do the score for Parasite? No, I can't even believe we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so but I mean, yeah, the like, yeah. If this had, I mean, if this one had won, I would have been okay with it as well. I, I mean, not over 1917, yeah, but at sorry. the same time, it, it's it's, it's this is a beautiful, it's beautiful movie. It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful. Yes. Yeah. But like 1917, yeah. is, is next fucking level. Yeah, uh, I can't. I, I like. I think again, the the Academy did the right thing there. I, I don't really care about the Oscars, but I think. In that respect, I, th- I feel like they they did it a good they did a good. Job. I think realistically, cinematography is the only Oscar I remotely kind of care about. I like no I like knowing who wins. Like I'll I'll look. Well, up, you want to be in at, the you want to be able to talk about. Yeah, it like people. I'll look on yeah. IMDb when it's done. And yeah, like I'm look not at gonna watch list. the. Yeah. No, I don't really Literally. care about the cinematography category because technical awards. I think the I, reason I, why I care the only reason about. I don't care about the cinematography category is because like if you go by. The awards, then cinema, then Roger Deakins is not. No, absolutely. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, of for course, sure. of course. But for I'm sure. just saying in this specific, yeah, yeah. Like anything in the Oscars, though, you have to be like, you if have this to have this won, awareness of, yeah. Because this is the problem they run into. They give it to somebody because they think 
because of some fucking bullshit reason or they deserve it at that time because they didn't give it to them when they deserved it before or yeah. some shit and now they're playing catch up it's like that's why when you say you know is like this a lot of catch up to the Roger Deakins yeah uh, so when you when you say hey is this like was this, was this a, like the perfect sort of Oscar like giving it to, to Parasite yeah because it's not playing catch up with anything it's not you know trying to like send some kind of message or maybe it is but even if it is the message also worked with it being a really really good film if there was any kind of political message behind it doesn't matter because the film was fucking great and it deserved it. Yeah. So it that that is kind of out uh, like an outlier of of Oscar picks because usually there's some bullshit behind why it was picked. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm curious though is does this open up should should the foreign film category be just removed and should should Oscars be open up to the world and also can you expect American, like what? 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 what journalists? I forget who it is that watches. Academy, these I think. Films. I think. It's no, the, no, it's like it's a, the it's Academy. Like a it's the people. Academy uh, Motion Picture Sciences for so it's yeah. members of the Academy, which so includes like everybody. cinematographers, actors. So yeah, I, like one, producers. they, they, there's been reports that they don't watch all the movies. To I totally believe that. all all the productions studios have to like. Like campaign. At campaign. campaign, so campaign it, so if you don't have like a multi million dollar studio behind you, yeah, people are putting up billboards, ads, in, and variety, yeah. and you just made an amazing movie in uh, like in Afghanistan. You or can something thank like that. Uh, in Afghani that made an incredible film that should probably win. But if you don't have that campaign, how are you going to get that? Well, you can thank Harvey Weinstein for that because that's literally what <clears throat> what he did, right? That was the whole um, what how he started that. Yeah. Well, 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 that was the year that Saving Private Ryan lost to the Gwyneth Paltrow movie, right? What yeah. Was, oh, Shakespeare in Love? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. What a the campaign. Movie. The campaign. He, he's uh, Harvey Weinstein. That's Weinstein. where it started. Yeah. yeah. It started can we, with that. Can oh, we, cool. guys, now, can now we just, can we just be, can we just be fair to Harvey Weinstein and call him Har- Harvey Winefuck? Because he's a <laughs> yeah, fucking asshole. Yeah, I think Harvey Winefuck is. And fuck the, him. The and he doesn't deserve, he doesn't. Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. And or that. Don't give him any So not only is he ruining women's lives he's also he whipped up the academy into making sure that you have to put a multi-million dollar campaign together <laughs> to get shakespeare yeah. in love which was a terrible movie yeah. to beat uh yeah. leave that for the golden globes you know yeah <laughs> well you know I, I i feel like that you know and it's unfortunate that weinstein does have his, pr- his hands on some of uh you know these I, I didn't know that uh, yeah i didn't weinstein know that, that company, was, he yeah, was the one that started the whole yeah campaign. well that's how a lot of those movies that was it are not max or whatever yeah then. yeah because a lot of those movies didn't make any money unless they won academy awards because they're all art films because right? they got them on wait, the wait, back wait. And they got them on the dvd he, and stuff like he that didn't, yeah. he didn't start the whole oscar bait yes trend, no well, there was no oscar baits he, before he started the whole no 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 there was also there was definitely oscar yeah, baits before but, he, but i'm talking about like the white like the like and there was campaigning before but like he took it to another level now where yeah. you cannot win if you don't campaign and this is why there's that's that what he, that's and he's also the reason why there's that running joke about people paying for golden globe awards is because of him and, and all that crap so yeah it's it didn't it didn't help the academy yeah, yeah, awards fair. and all those award shows with their credibility at all either by the way it made things way worse so yeah what about the actors though do you do we feel some of them should have received more consideration yeah i don't know who's yeah. nominated yeah. from it honestly who was nominated and yeah. were any of them nominated um i don't think so i don't think any of them were nominated no honestly they in all in their own right should have been nominated fuck i'm saying it Hot yeah, take. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I especially you know the father's really, really, really great. Of course, yeah, like the I'm, father at bare minimum. I think the father all, stood out to me above above all of them, really. 
Yeah, Son Kang Ho. He's he, uh, he was also in he was also in the uh, the host. The Memories of Murder was he in that? Or, or I have he... that's that's one of the ones I haven't seen. Is the memory that was his first one? The Memories of Murder. Uh, I really like the Sun a lot. I thought the Sun was really good. Um, he was really good. I thought the final scene, like the final, not the final final shot, but like the the shot of him in the basement again. Um, I thought that was like his facial expression in that scene was like perfect. Yeah, and his performance is really subdued and. I think that what's really good too is also these roles are all shifty. Like they're all playing other people who are playing other roles. You know what I mean? So there's themselves, then they're, you know, the there's the the acting associated with the with the grift, if you will. And I, I, I just felt that, you know, it would have been better for all of them to get in. I think like that's I would love to see, you know, more of these kind of films. You know, from other countries, you know, breakthrough like this one does. But I think the actors, especially for the, you know, the North American consciousness, it's like they have to see, like, like most of the time they have to see, like, a, a face. A face. And yeah. there has to be something to mark it. And that's where it starts. The, the machine really starts, right? That's where you get, like, attaching people to films that don't even have scripts yet and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Because, you know, it gets I, people I get watching. it. I don't agree with it, but I, mean, I get it. Even in, even in, in American movies, if it's, like, a great movie that might, might have won an Oscar, but like the actor in it is somebody that's relatively unknown. They're not gonna get. I don't. I don't remember anybody like that. That's a. That's an unknown factor. Just getting a, a an nom, Oscar. An o- a Oscar. Nom? Yeah. For sure. There's been so many. People. Kate Hudson. Yeah. I can't name a. Kate I can't. Hudson got a nom when she was. No, sorry, not Kate Hudson. Who am I thinking? Uh, sorry, not the, Kate Hudson. She comes from the. the, the that's Goldie Hawn. Sorry. What's this? yes? Yeah. I'm out of it. What's the movie with uh, with Beyonce where they're all like the three Dream Girls? Dream Girl. Oh, Jennifer, oh, Jennifer, yeah, sorry, yeah. Jennifer Hudson. Well, okay. yeah. That was her first movie ever, I think, right? I think she was also on yeah. American Idol, though, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah but, but, but I mean, I, there are definitely people that are have been just, unknowns if, pretty if, much. If and there are, gone, though, then it's that's just one example. Kirsten, you know who, Kirsten Dunst was a good example of it. Yeah, she, I can't think yeah, of any off the top of my head, but guaranteed there was people that were unknowns. What about that kid in Star Wars? No, no, no. What was that? Hayden Christensen. For sure. He's incredible. Terrible. Anyway. Oh, that, that Indian kid in, in, in that was the million. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Deb Patel. Yeah. yeah. Did he did he get a nom? I don't think he won. He's, no, okay. He was incredible. Yeah. yeah. I great. mean, everybody. That I, That's another movie. That's a movie that's absolutely fucking fantastic. That's a great movie. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> let's move on to some of his other movies. I know that we've all been kind of watching it, watching like what are some other ones that stand out? Let's start with Snowpiercer. Uh, what do we think of Snowpiercer? I, I to me, I supposed to join before this. I It was amazing uh tr- it tripped me out like crazy like i was like what did i just watch um and why is ed harris from the truman show in this again head also <laughs> fucking westworld oh westworld yeah. friggin yeah like why he why is plays he a bad guy so well I he does love ed harris. like he's he's done good guy roles like too, we almost launched like, those missiles at san francisco <laughs> from like he's a good guy because he can he, he he doesn't come off as just like he doesn't. You don't look at his face and think he's an evil guy. He's like, oh, you know, he's okay. No, he I doesn't have that. that. <laughs> that hair but it's just like what he does. Okay. It's so insidious. Evil is more insidious when it's like more just. He like He plays a good bad guy. Though. He was just trying. He was just a patriot in the rock, yeah. man. He was just. <laughs> wow. He wanted his fallen. <laughs> after yeah. after you kinda, you, he's a likable evil guy. I think that's what it is. After history of violence, he's pretty good in that movie. Too. History of yeah. violence. Yeah. History of violence. He's scary in that movie. He's got like that crazy looking eye in that movie. Yeah. Joey, <laughs> um, I have two words about Snowpiercer. Honestly, What's that? good action. <laughs> good action. This is the good. This is a, good fucking action. This is a case of the. This is a case of the rapping, right? So it has that heavy, yeah. blatant like classism in it. But, but it then it's wrapped in like the fighting scene and, and the fighting the scene setting. in it where the lights go out. Yeah. 
and they switch to the to the, to night, the night vision. Night setting, is ridiculous. If, if you put that setting on a okay, this is a train. The world's frozen. Blah blah blah. If you put that on paper, that's like some like this is like a B movie, snakes on a plane or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. It sounds like it, it was, was pitched. It sounds it like elevated. it was pitched for final projects in school. <laughs> yeah, they're just just missing a magic door that goes to heaven yeah, or yeah. something. Um, but when you when obviously you give it to to to. Uh, Oh God! I'm can't. I'm blanking on his name. Boon, Boon Jung Ho. No. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. The person Bong we're doing Joon-ho. the entire podcast on. I'm sorry, bad with names. Um, you give it to him, and he just it turns. Into, it's it's no, I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, it turns into just a brilliant. Like like I said, it's it's wrapped into this well, kind of a ridiculous it, right? premise. It's it's got it's got action scenes. It's got straight up fucking murder and everything. And Tilda Swinton, but then Tilda Swinton pretty much wraps around like a message that that would otherwise be heavy handed and and and, and cheesy. So I I kind of have I'm I thought it was just okay to be honest. I, I think I had the opposite of what Kyle thought of it. I don't know. It, for me, it was kind of. I had a hard time with the tone of that movie because there was there was a I, lot I, of because there's a lot of serious stuff happening, and then there's also just a lot of over the top sort of campier stuff happening. Um, and I felt it didn't quite pick a side, and it was kind of just a little all over the place in in that regard. Don't pick a side in like what. Just, just as far as the tone of the movie and sort of, I guess what, what like how you felt throughout the whole thing. I, I think guess, that's if that his makes genre sense. bending, though. But this is the thing: Parasite is, it, to me, stands way outside of the other films well, I think it's he's his made. Best film. It's yeah. by far his best film, in my opinion, just because of like he got it so right with Parasite, just the tone of that. It's movie. like a culmination of all the things that he's trying yeah. to do. I, yeah, I, but I feel like Snowpiercer was kind of back and forth a bit too much for me and. And so as far as the tone of the movie went, I also was kind of, I don't know, there was, to me, there was a few too many plot holes as well. For, yeah, for there me. was the, the whole like, um, like when, when they're like on the beginning of the train and they're like, there's like a giant riot fight going on. And then later on the train, there's just people like chilling in a greenhouse and there's I love like that. other people fighting. What, what do you, I mean, what, sorry, partying. That's kind of like the whole point of the movie. Why is that? Why is that a plot hole? That's I, know, I, I didn't think it was a plot hole. I'd just be like, when it's, it's all commentary. It's all commentary on society. These guys are high as yeah. fuck. This, this is like the upper class, upper middle class. They're completely disconnected from the world around them. They're, they're on drugs. They're they're you know what I mean. It's that I get it. Yeah, yeah, but there's also is, people in a greenhouse, and there's also people in a school, and there was like I'm just saying, there's a bunch of things. And hold it's on, like, kind of like hold on a second, guys. My computer's decided to make a hilarious sound. Okay, guys, we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, even that, like greenhouse, and like when they're walking by, and there's just, it's, it's, it could be, you know, you could also say that's commentary on, on the middle class that you know that they'll they are watching this this shit happen around them, and and they're just they're ignoring it. I'm, I'm not saying I didn't like it, I'm but they're saying, not they're I not fighting in either way. It's they're yeah. fence sitters and, and whatnot. And, and you also have to buy that this is happening on a train traveling across the whole world, right? Like. 365 days right that's yeah that's so, that's so to me that's what the whole movie hinges on whether or not you are yeah you are you're cool this is a special I, disbelief. I had, there is and, and i don't even think it's a special disbelief because the whole thing is kind clearly of because it's clearly a friggin like uh, it's, con- an it's concept it's driven. an allegory yeah it's so, concept driven, right? but and that's what I, and that's kind of how it feels to me it kind of feels like you know you have to buy into it but like as long as you're willing to go on the journey it's like it's a fun movie but there's definitely I don't know. Something's missing for me. Um, I thought I thought the um, pacing was a little off in the movie. Like like it's it's that kind of like very like, yeah. like 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 the yeah. beginning is very like kind of like all right who are these people and then it's like action and it's like, I don't know I just thought it was like and then that ending the ending really drags the last like 
half an hour when he's like with Ed Harris. That's I feel like that whole sequence could have been cut down a lot. But also, and also the other thing I didn't like is so when they escape the train, they're gonna live. But are they gonna live? I thought no, but I looked into it afterwards. Apparently, um, Bong Juno said that yes, they do. Right, live but like they're in the middle of the Arctic, and there's a polar bear. I don't know. They're not. Well, I mean, everything's still frozen, which is weird. How, so how are they gonna survive? The idea is was is it was impossible to be outside before, and now it's oh, I know now it's, it's now it's I, I possible. It. But like again, how are they going to survive? But it's allegory as well because it's like if the if the train if, if the train represents the social strata, then and then the people and the saying and, and the people saying that you can't exist outside of it. Yeah, ooh. yeah, yeah. yeah that's this like, is and it's also even just oh, even just sure. like not yeah. being able to so imagine existing outside, outside of it, of it yeah, yeah. is part of that because we're all on that train. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. like how do you how do you think outside of the box that you've been in your whole life? And yeah, so that's I mean I I, I love I love that it ends that way. It does drag a little bit. I'll, I'll agree with you that, but I do love that it ends in, on this sort of question where like okay they it's they're not gonna die of they're not gonna freeze instantly. But are they gonna survive? Like, like it's like it's a, like like I liked it, but I'm not like, uh, like over the hill about the movie. Like I thought no, it was, I thought it was an interesting, I thought it was an interesting piece. But like as a watchable sort of, I guess, experience of. It's a good action flick. Though. It's a good action flick yeah. for sure. I was kind of like, this yeah. movie is cool. This it, is no, a it's a cool yeah. movie. It's, it's gangster. Yeah. That's gangster what I said. But there's just some like little things that just kind of yeah. Where you're starting to yeah. It's not a perfect no, no, no. But like also, you have to remember that was like 2013. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Uh, it's like relative. Like I mean, I'm I'm just saying it's 2013. It's well, a little so bit older. What, what do you, I don't know. It's, it's like a little, little bit older. It's 2013. Like Were there no years. trains in 2013? <laughs> All right, never mind. Okay, fair older. enough. Fair enough. I'm just saying it's like <laughs> they just got a, color a televisions. Movies. It's a lower budget movie from 2013. By the way, I really liked uh, Chris Evans. Well, I really liked yeah, him. Yeah, in the he movie. was great. He tell me something. He's been in where he's been bad. I can't think of uh, anything. Fantastic Four. No. We'll start there. Fair. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Johnny Blaze. Yeah, but no, no, no. Something that was a Terrible good movie that he was bad in. Because if it's a bad movie, like... No, no, no. That's fair. It's not a... Was he yeah, when I'm watching, good yeah, when I'm watching Fantastic yeah. Four, I'm not like, fuck Chris Evans. He's ruining this no, movie. No, you're like, fuck I'm this like, movie. I'm like, this ruining movie. Yeah, this movie is ruining Chris yeah. Evans. I will, I will say, like, there, are, there are yeah. actors who you can put in a bad movie and they will elevate it by just their presence yes. and their and their skill. And then there's actors who, whatever movie you put them in, they'll they'll be on that level to some extent. And I think he's he's not there yet where he can just elevate a movie to next level by just being to, a really great actor. To be, to be fair, who could have made Fantastic Four better? Martin Scorsese. <laughs> that's a that's a, no, an actor. An actor. Um, Daniel Cage. Day Lewis playing Daniel all of them. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Honestly, Richard Reed, Daniel Day Lewis. A B C D. He actually had the method. Order. He had actually method making his arms elastic. <laughs> He just I just had a bunch of guys beat his arms. You with know a the stick Tropic so Thunder scene where they're like uh, uh, coloring his skin. Black. Oh my god! That's, the, Daniel, That's Daniel Day Lewis, Lewis, but he's on one of those like medieval stretchers, getting stretched. yeah. <laughs> he put me on a Catherine wheel and just and just just get me going out here. I need to make. I need to be. I need to be. Vintage. Is that what it's called? A Catherine. I believe wheel? it's a Catherine wheel. If anybody on How social media would like to, it, um, pardon me. Oh, I'm just reading about excessive amounts. His his uncle lent me a book about the Crusades, and the Catherine wheel is probably meant. You look at the glossary have, says Catherine wheel 150 times. You you've never <laughs> gone down the Wikipedia hole of like medieval torture implements because that shit's no, crazy. not all of them are. Eastern European no like comment. us. Boy, I knows everything, so just ask him. Okay, guys, um, we got to take a quick break, so uh, let's take the break, and uh, we'll move on. Have you guys seen the latest episode of This Is Cosplay? It features Kin Chan, the armorer and run-of-the-mill creative genius from Wampan's Cosplay. You really need to see what this guy does to believe it. 
The series is put together by the Mind Refinery creative team and is a visually engaging look at identity, community, and passion. If you're a fan of cosplaying, gaming, anime, a comic book lover, or like us, general fans of nerddom, this series is for you. And now, back to the show. Okay, guys, how many of us actually watched Okja? I saw I, it on Netflix. I did. I, uh, I, did I sometimes I sometimes judge movies that are on Netflix because I'm just like... Is it a Netflix movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to see it. I got to see it. Honestly, it, you would love it more than anybody. Yeah, you would. You, Andrew Lance, a vegetarian. Um, no, 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 it's okay. Sorry. You're not an, you know what? You're not, a, you're not annoying. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Lance is the, only, Listen, one that I'm loves, not actually the only one that loves animals here, apparently, and the rest of us. Actually, Honestly, I'm going to say this right now. If you are a meat eater and you if you have meat eating friends and you wanted to give someone the best argument for not eating meat, this movie would be better than anything. Yeah. I would just like to point out that I'm not a loud mouth vegetarian slash vegan because I did not bring it up. No, you're good. I'm just I'm just pointing out that it's like <laughs> I just don't want all of a people are like there no. he goes again. No, 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 no. Oh, there he, there he goes he's again. The worst. <laughs> Get the lettuce again. out of the fridge. Every time he goes yeah. over to a barbecue, he's like, "Where's my veggie?" Pack? Yeah, you <laughs> just, <laughs> he, just just before the podcast, he handed me a pamphlet that said, "So you're a murderer." <laughs> <laughs> so you're a murderer. Yo, know, like I try to bring veggie burgers, but then don't, no, like no, no. Boy, Boy, Boy's always like, "I'll I'll make you like some dope ass lentil patties." I'm like, oh, okay. "All right, so I gotta take care of my buddy." This is none of that fucking store-bought processed bullshit. I don't care if it's veggie or not. You know, listen, I, I need the estrogen. Okja <laughs> is another movie oh, yeah, where, Okja. you know, it, it's a social commentary again. It's hitting capitalism again, but this time it's like more towards the idea of factory farming, genetically modified food. I thought it's... It, I think this is much better than Snowpiercer. I enjoyed Snow Snowpiercer. I enjoy Snowpiercer in the same way I like you know, in various action movies, you know, that have a little bit more of a social idea to it. But like this movie was very pretty. It's really good. It's star and it's super genre bending as well, in that, you know, it's about this relationship with this girl and the, her her animal and they take the animal and the animal is going to get slaughtered. And the end scene at the actual slaughterhouse is disturbing. It's very disturbing. Slaughterhouse um, stuff in general is disturbing, and it probably displays the I, it, I, it displays the yeah. hypocrisy <laughs> of my, me as a meat eater. Um, but I thought, to I be honest, it. next to Parasite, this is probably my favorite that I've seen of his. Um, yeah. But uh, like, I think the um, the only the only thing I was kind of like eh, about was was like was Jake Gyllenhaal's character in the movie was kind of Jake Gyllenhaal was, was kind of he a play bit, the creature. Yes, he was. I don't know. He if was I a like bit. Him. He he was a little bit. Sort of wonky for me, but the everything else I thought was 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 excellent. And you're right, Tilda Swinton again. Yeah, she. I, I liked her a lot better in this than I did uh, Snowpiercer, to be honest. But uh, I liked her in her Snow, character. Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer because in Snowpiercer she she was literally character. saying yeah, she's like it, it was a combination of Servio, uh, uh, Silvio Berlusconi and Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, no, I know that one. I know, but but I liked her in this movie better. Yeah, I, but anyway, I, seen I, I know. But this uh, one was good. Also, he, she plays the two different the sisters. So, I can't, yeah. I also kind of liked how it had a little bit of a fantasy aspect to it as well because the the the, the super pig is like it's not a real creature, so it is it cute. Oh, it's so it's cute. It's adorable. Up close, it's This so is why cute. at the end you're like... Oh, okay, well, 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 well. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, like, give away, like, the specific ending. You guys can, I mean, talk about we it. We gave away they the specific ending. We literally gave it away. Look at this guy. I haven't even seen it, but they already said it. You had it done your homework. Fucking... Okay, I would have taken... 
taken a walk. I would have taken a soft five. I would have taken a soft five on it. Uh, it was also beautifully shot. Very beautiful. I mean, yeah. the, the the effects on the pig are even pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I really, really, really liked it. Also, he he does a lot with these budgets, too. Like, if you had made this movie in Hollywood, they would have been like, this is $150 million. Uh, also, the my favorite non-Korean um, character in the movie is Paul Dano. Paul Dano's great. Paul Dano's really good oh, at this. He's great. Yeah, I love Paul Dano. He, when he, he randomly beats that guy? It's, uh, yeah. I, I actually, um, I don't think Paul Dano's used enough. I like Paul Dano. Yeah, what's he's going good. on with him? He's he needs good. to be in more shit. I like shit. him. He's good. Fuck Paul Dano. I bet yeah. you he is in a lot of shit. We're just not, like, it's not on our radar. Yeah. I bet you he has, like, a full-up IMDb, and we're just, like, sleeping we're on all We're just sleeping of it. on it? A full-up yeah. IMDb. Yeah. He's like, a full-up IMDb. Filled up. Like, yeah. just... So good. She was so good in it. It was a good movie. She was heartbreaking at times. She was funny and whimsical at times. Um, it's fantastic. I really, really liked it. Again, the end kind of like affected me. Also, Gus Fring's in it. Um, he plays Gus the, Fring is in uh, it. He plays um, what's Tilda's his name in Mandalorian? Gideon. He plays he plays Gideon, Tilda yeah. Swinton's uh, business. Like what is he? Like a VP or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The comparable Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Uh, he's fantastic again. And and this is another one too where I think what the strategy was with him because he was starting Bong Joon Ho is because he was starting to get. I mean, he was you know recognized by people like Quentin Tarantino and stuff. And he's been lauding him for years and putting him in like year end top fives. And I think that you know there was a concerted effort to you know, bring in North American actors with him because unfortunately that's like the only language, you know, people, North American actors who don't get into, you know, international films kind of do any, relate. Do yeah. any even get into that many international films? I mean, there's there's that there's that class of film where obviously they're going in there to make a bunch of money, but it's a terrible film. There's like yeah. a bunch of... Um, yeah, they're uh, just getting paid. Yeah, like, like those like really high budget um, Chinese like fantasy action movies, you know, with fucking what's his Cusack what's oh, his yeah. fucking Remember name Matt Damon John was Cusack? in the wall yeah oh, and oh Matt Damon God, and like obviously it's just like cash in they don't think their audiences are yeah. gonna, over here are even gonna see it like it's there's that class of movie and there's you know those A A list actors doing that stuff is, is the Matt Damon but is that Matt Damon movie not like a US it could be a distributed movie it was I know what you guys are talking about but I'm the Wall was this terrible movie. That's right. <laughs> the, that's wall. right. Great the Great Wall. wall. Yeah, the Great yeah, Wall. Yeah, yeah. It was called The Great Wall. wall. And right, they were right. fighting monsters yeah. and Matt Damon was somehow Did in Did you guys it? see this movie? No. No, of course not. I kind of like it sounds bad. Go ahead. If man. anybody would like to Let's say me, if anyone would like to say I'm ignorant on social media, I will tell you The Wall is bad and I haven't seen it. The Great Wall. Okay, let me let me, let me ask wall. you guys this. Is it The Great Wall? <laughs> Who is know. who's directing The Inevitable North American Parasite? It's happening. McG. Michael Bay. Michael I hate Bay. it when they did that with old It's not going to be no, like, like, I, like, no joke answers. Like, who's, like, Spike Lee? Like, he, 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 he did I old boy. Not. Exactly. He did old boy. Old boy. He did old boy. I, I couldn't get more than, like, old boy, obviously not the Spike Lee. The OG original old boy is, so yeah, OG. is top, yeah. is top five. Like, yeah, like top really, five, top ten incredible. movies of all time. I love it. Yeah. I could not get more than, like, eight minutes into the remake. And why, and why remake? The old, the, sorry, the, um, the remake of Old Boy is, and listen, I go to bat for Spike Lee. I love Spike Lee. Oh, I like Spike Lee. I love think Spike, Spike Lee a great movies. Director. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Boy. The the remake is unwatchable. No, um, honestly, I don't. I don't like. 
Who could do it? I don't know who. Could, imagine he just. No one's it. gonna do he's it. It won best picture. No, it won at the best. I think now this no is one has one time. It doesn't happen. It doesn't if it happen. Didn't, if, sure. if it didn't win best, I can tell you one yeah. thing. If it just didn't get an Oscar look at any or even an Oscar look, been, someone's yeah, remaking this. Yeah. And we haven't heard I'll of it. Tell you, even in like it would be insulting. Years, straight up, twenty if they did years. It, yeah. I feel like somebody's remaking this. Remaking Parasite. Only in like the context of they remake everything, but like in the context of like they should put this way. They should foreign film that nobody really knows about. And rip it off like with the, with all old boy like then yeah, otherwise I I will I will agree with that since it won an Oscar for best picture not just you know the other the like for a foreign film, um it definitely lowers the chance for a remake. It's not gonna get remade. Come on, I I, I don't know yeah I, I don't know that, no, that there is talk there was though. talk and he uh and he re- and he uh acknowledged it uh, that they were thinking about making a series of it that's a prequel. Oh, I heard about that. That I'm on. That yeah, I'm on board for. Cool. Depending if on he's who making it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So who's who's it focusing on? The family. Oh, it has to it's be the family. Yeah, that's it's a prequel. I'm the family. so down. Like them just like talking about like folding the pizza boxes and, and shit. Like, and all of their scene. failed enterprises. That's yeah, what it'll be yeah. about. Yeah, totally oh, a show. I'm hundred percent down with that. As, as long as like everybody's on board. Like I don't want I don't want different actors and shit. Like, no, as long no, as no as yeah. There was a moment there. I feel like some parasite. I feel like the the housekeeper, the original housekeeper is connected to them in the past and it's they don't know how but it's they talk about that they had a failed um taiwanese it's a cake shop cake right shop? Yeah, it's a cake okay. something so, okay. so did the maid That's and then right. the maid that also mentions that she had she had a taiwanese cake shop that failed and that's why her husband isn't working now I wonder if like maybe they just don't even know that they no that's her on over. purpose. I never caught that, but that's on purpose. Oh, I, I, if there's a prequel, like I wonder if it's something where it connects how they actually fucked over Catch. that family. Yeah, I did not catch <laughs> that whatsoever. <laughs> see, I didn't awesome. see. I didn't know about this series thing, but like the whole cake shop thing is to also make the father sympathize with the other yeah. guy in the end. That's why totally he kills that. Totally that. the the park uh, father. But yeah, anyway, oh. that that's cool. That, that's cool. a good yeah, pickup. Yeah, that's a great call. Especially after The Watchmen, too. I'm, like, looking at the... And I'm, like, nah, you can make good series out of stuff that's from the previous... Like, you know, that's looking at uh, it as a prequel or, like, you know, continuation. Like, that's... You can... is Especially if you get the right people onto it. Get, like, if he was involved in it, it'd be really good because there's a whole bunch of stories there that they're... You know, how did they get like this? The Yeah, the failed, you know, cake shop, all that kind of stuff. I think it would be, you know, really, 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 really good. Um, did anybody here see The Host? Thoughts on the host? Fun. Um, I I really liked it. I I thought it was again. It's just one of those things. He takes something that you you would a genre that you would you know wouldn't think much of. You know, like just another monster. We haven't seen a good monster movie in a long time. Come on, um, Pacific Rim. Sorry, <laughs> not, that's a different. Sorry. That's a. I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify it in the same thing, but maybe. Close. It's a, okay. It's, it's different. It's, There's max. It's a kaiju it's, movie. It's a, it's a Gundam sure. movie. Okay, fine. But it, like, but like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen something good like that in a long time. And then he also manages, like, he manages to have, he has like great likable characters who are also, you know, it's again, they're living on the poverty line there and. Uh, you know, there's a family, much like the Bear Side family, it's a family that loves each other, takes care of each other. Um, but like one's an alcohol, one's the brother's yeah, an alcoholic. Yeah, they're, like, they're, func- they're, they're functional in the, in the fact that they love and take care of each other, but they're also like dysfunctional in, in, yeah, per- on a personal Instead of being level. like blatantly poor, it's more like they all had lives that didn't end up working out. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and, and, there was and potential. again, there's like... A, 
more social commentary and 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 South Korean cultural context that not too sure about when they talk about you know who was it the 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 grandfather who's like talking about you know he or was it the grandfather or it doesn't matter talking about like when he he could have gone to school or, or university but instead he was protesting or something like that or or the government you know what I mean all this stuff that I the history that I don't know about too much so but the part that kind of stood out to me is that he you can tell that he's very conscious of the genre of of American monster movies and how he subverts all that and how he comments on you know it's like you keep on expecting this like this this government or or, or authority or, or or military to come in and solve the problem with heroics and bombs and stuff and they kind of do but not really and, and he, like he keeps on delaying that that payoff but the payoff mostly comes from the family killing the monster in the end anyways the government and 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 is is lying is lying about the virus is testing a a, a chemical agent in, in in south korea in a in a populace what, agent yellow agent yellow which agent is yellow yeah that's the thing at the end that they just, use yeah. to yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's just like and that's a direct reference there's to just so much and then oh my god my favorite scene is when when that american with the crossed eyes uh the doctor or whatever scientist military doctor or whatever tells him like well, why didn't you tell the military? Why didn't you call the police? Why didn't like when he tells them that like he knows where the monster is and who knows where the daughter is and got a phone call? Like that is so. That to me was such an awesome scene, like an awesome use of this this trope of an American. Like, why well, why didn't you like go to an authority when he has been? But he's just he's a little dumb, and everybody just decides to ignore him whenever he talks. He, they think he's an idiot. And they treat him like so and they ignore everything he's ever said in that movie. And, he, and whenever he speaks to an authority, the, he's completely ignored. And even after this guy says this, and he he's for once he answers that question of like, okay, well, I do I didn't know, and blah blah blah. It still doesn't get solved. They still don't go to the the, the sewers to find it. Yeah, um, I brilliant. I, I remember um, I didn't really know anything about the movie, and then I went to go. I I think it was at um, I can't I can't remember what movie theater it was, but I remember I went to go see it. And it was like, it was already playing for a while, and it was still like packed house. It was a great, great movie experience. Movie experience, especially because I was like, oh, it's like an Asian monster movie. Like that's all I really knew about it going in, because this was like still like when it was like relatively new. And it was just like, yeah, it was a fun, great movie watching experience. Like it, it was, it was just a just a blast to watch. And uh, watching it again recently, it was like. I love that it references Godzilla directly because it's the same idea of like American nuclear testing creating Godzilla, but then this is like American chemical testing creating this monster. Not even testing, it's just American. Or just, or just, don't give a fuck about well, your yeah, country. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Like we have all these foreign assets. Yeah. I mean, he, he goes from that scene to a scene where two guys are yeah. fishing in the river and they find a mute, the mutated monster he, when it's like he a said tadpole. that's what that actually what inspired him because apparently in South Korea in the year two thousand there was this uh, whole thing on the news about like a. Freak fish that was caught, yeah, and everyone went crazy because of like the environment because it, it showed what was in yeah. the water, right? And the river goes yeah. through a city; oh. it's a it's a lifeline. It's it's people still you know use it, yeah. Like it's 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 pretty crazy, and I like that he does that. I like that they you know, I mean maybe a little over with the Agent Yellow, uh, because obviously that's you know obviously an allusion to Agent Orange, but I, I thought it was I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was 
well done. I mean, I love this monster shit though, man. Like, uh, you again, yeah. you could feed me. Do you like uh, show, like, you like Godzilla? Like, 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 like Godzilla. the new one? Oh, well, like the oh, new one. Uh, John I don't mind the, the new one. I, I, I didn't see the second one. I saw the first one. It was bored. the first one was all it's right. okay. It was all right. The first one was bored. I, I, I like the new one better than I like the first. Are one. Are they doing King Kong vs Godzilla? Aren't they like setting? Yeah, that up? they are. Yeah, these are. The I check that out. 100%. I remember. I remember my family went to New York when I was younger, and. My mom and grandmother were out doing stuff, and then my old man was, you know, just a little tired. So we were sitting watching, like, these – it was like a Godzilla marathon. So it was, like, Godzilla versus, like, Mothra and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, these are amazing. And, uh, like, I never – I had never seen them up until time, and I just kind of, like, fell in love with them from there and then just became obsessed they're, with them. Like, like, really are cool. you talking about, like, the like old-school black the and old white ones? ones? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I never got into those. Yeah. I've, I've maybe seen that's, maybe that's a dive that I need to take one day. But <laughs> Honestly, my family... Just watch King Kong. My family's just totally obsessed watch. with, uh, the you know, my especially, like, my grandfather, my old man, with older movies, and I just, you know, kind of, like, was able to absorb that just because, you know, good action. And uh, that's Godzilla. Good I actually action. actually think that the monster movie genre may have been ruined for me because the first one I remember seeing was the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. Terrible. And <laughs> Wallflowers on the soundtrack. And, and, and I think everything... That's a good is, soundtrack. Is, wait, is this the one... <laughs> sorry, is this the Dude, one it where was just they brain marketed stew. the... Uh, uh, no, no yeah. shelter. Yeah. No yeah. shelter. Yeah. No, that was bad. Uh, that was bad. With yeah. cashmere? No, that was bad. Okay, we can't have you having two conversations at no, once. That was bad. At the same Sorry, yeah. No, no, I was just saying. I was. This is the one where they like. There was crazy marketing campaign for this it. It's one where they laid was, the yeah. eggs in Madison Square. I was in like gardens. grade six or seven or something. Yes. Oh, yeah. I just I remember everybody had a fucking. It was ninety-seven. It was terrible. Maybe I was even like. Yeah, you were younger. I literally bought the soundtrack just because No Shelter by Raging Against the Machine was on. Yeah, like you said, they had that was too jaded. They had. No, hold on a second. They had Brains You Jaded with the roaring in you the middle the where I can't even listen to it now. Okay, so I'm just throwing on Amsomniac. Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page. Like, no, anything where Puffy is the lead vocalist, I'm anti. No, that is a massive song. That video, though, get out of town. The video was just mostly clips of the movie. It, it was like Puff Daddy on a rooftop, like every air blowing, clothes. I'm seeing Puff flying. Daddy on a rooftop. I want Nas with him. <laughs> I'm just saying. I have that, a, that was also my first Godzilla yeah. experience. Well, so my first, so that's probably my first monster I mean, movie, movie experience, really. And, and honestly, I I, I'm not into monster movies. I have to admit that. I watched but Power I, Rangers before that. That's a monster. That's a monster <laughs> movie. Yeah, it's Twenty-eight minutes. It's more Pacific Rim than anything. I was gonna it's say like, it's so it is. It's not a monster movie though. I know. It's not in the truest sense. It's not a monster movie. A twenty-eight minute episode of Pacific Rim. Twenty-eight. Yeah, those were like twenty-three. Oh yeah, they needed lots of toys. Can I be honest though? The only the thing that I didn't like about the host was there being no explanation about why they dumped that shit into the river. That was the only thing I didn't really buy. Uh, I, I don't just, know. I, in life, arsenic. there's no explanation I, I why they dumped that shit just, into the river. In what, sorry? In life? Like the Don River. No one asked Yeah, I know them. that. There's but no explanation like, why it's, it's shit. It's not, but it, it was just <laughs> dump it down the drain right now. Okay. Like I said, it's. It, I think that's a why, commentary why? on on Americans. Americans. They, Listen, yeah. he does, I, I get it. I get like, it. The I, guy's I, even fighting back. He's like, "Hey, you, you know, can, there's laws. We shouldn't do yeah, this. Blah blah blah." Still have that. Americans. I. I'm, I'm American. I'm good. Fugs. Yeah, and I get it. it. And that is literally what's <laughs> good enough for me. I don't know. 
Okay. That well, was the explanation. We're American. We don't give a fuck. But that's yeah. it. Yeah, but that yeah, was yeah, the, that's, exactly that's okay. I that's, that's I don't, what I got from I don't always need like a scene with a scientist yeah, exactly. telling me. And then quantum physics and bloody blah, yeah. blah. Quantum physics. So just dump it down the drain. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like that. Carol, I like, like yeah. need to make a monster. That was, I like, the, I like I, I did, that was like the only thing I didn't really, I mean, it's really like I, about it. I just think it was enough. Is there, wasn't no, there wasn't any explanation. Well, that's what I like about Cloverfield. Cloverfield is like explained from like the background of like one shot of like the like one of the end yeah. shots. But of course, I love Cloverfield. keep in mind, I'm not a Cloverfield monster too. movie person. Cloverfield's fucking yeah. sick. It's sick. Camera a little shaky at times. Yeah, I mean. Slow it down. Yeah. But other than that. Fantastic. I, li- I like I like. But at least if you're like, there's a reason why I just wasn't too. Ted like, Cloverfield Lane was good too. I didn't I actually didn't see it, dude. See John it. Goodman's in it, yeah. I'm usually dude, can, you I need love to see any that. John it's excellent. Thing. The third oh. one, whatever it is, like I can't remember what it's called. There's a third one. Yeah, but it's like a Netflix. What they did, they well, I mean, they did it with the second one too. So the second one was a script. The whole thing? No, no, the second one was a script that they like retailer to like fit into the Cloverfield universe. And then they, then they did that with a third one, but like Wait, the third, second one was the one in the bunker. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was good. It was great. That's it was great with, with John with John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We so just good. we just went over this. Sorry. The, <laughs> are you here? Um. But yeah, then the third one, they did the same thing where they like retooled a, an existing script to be part of the Cloverfield universe. Real bad. Have you seen what's the Danny Boyle movie where they're in space? That's oh, um, um, oh. Solar. Yeah. Is this oh. not Solaris? Solaris? No, no, no. Solaris? It's, an, it's not that one. It's um, a George Clooney one, remake right? of, a, of, a, of a Russian movie. It is. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, I, know exactly. I think John's looking it up. Anyway, yeah, so it's, okay. it's like that movie, which was okay in its own right. But this movie is like that movie, but really bad. Yeah, what was it called? Are you looking it up? I'm trying to find it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll it's a it. uh, it's it's a hard skip. But the second one, Ten Cloverfield. I can't even remember what the third one's called. Like Cloverfield Paradox, I think. I think it's called Paradox. Paradox. It's not. It's all. It's a Netflix original. Ten Cloverfield. Was it after? Was it after Train Spotting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, no, Train Spotting Two. You mean? One second. You show me and I'll know. Wait, who made Train Sunshine? Sunshine. 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 That's it. Sunshine. Knew, yeah. Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh, that yeah. that sounds like a a cheap knockoff of Solaris. Solaris. Oh, it's I'm a movie in space. Sunshine. It's just not in Latin. Sunshine. It's just not. It's not in Greek <laughs> or some shit. Okay, I, we got to move on, guys. But the big thing I kind of want to talk about that is culminating in, and this may I will maybe reveal some of our own viewing habits here. You know, what is the thing that obstructs? You know, you know, f- movies from other countries getting you know, especially non-English ones from coming here and doing well. Subtitles. Marketing. Faces. Subtitles and marketing. Faces. You don't have the actors, I think, is probably well, one of the yeah, biggest things. Yeah, that leads into the marketing. It's also like... The mar- oh, yeah. yeah it's but hard to... The faces. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to know about the movie unless it's... Because Hollywood's so risk-averse, even distribution companies, where, you know, unless they have the face in it, they're not going to, you know, put the, put the money in. Because, I, again, this is why they attach faces to movies when they're at the treatment stage. Mm-hmm. You know what or, I mean? Or like this is executive producer Steven Spielberg. Yeah. He fucking well, well, also, looked at the script. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But like also, why would you, unless you have like some distribution deal, like why would you, I mean, I guess it's cheap to just buy a movie, the distribution rights, and then just like play it. But it's like if you can do everything in-house, like like you're making the movie, you're distributing it, you're, you're, you're showing it. If you own all that, why do you want some other stream coming in and like taking some of your money? So like I can, I can see that. But... I, I think that well, one of the biggest reasons you're not going to see it is is probably because of that. It's just like it's it's cutting into their own business. I think that's the this is like films like Parasite are the quickest way to cut through the Hollywood tentpole idea. This idea of like we have to have tentpoles, we have to have these big, you know what I mean? Because like there's a handful 
of filmmakers who are making really good films and around the world there's i mean a lot th- that are making I think great films also like netflix and streaming stuff makes uh watching like sitting down and actually picking to watch a foreign film a lot more accessible uh because a lot of the time you know you're searching through netflix and you're like all right what am i gonna watch and then maybe you know it's sometimes all it takes is just you're you're already trained to be like okay i, I read a description and i saw this page and I don't care who the actors are. Maybe I'll watch it. And then you, you, you don't like it, you'll skip it. So I think that's already that's already a platform or a type of platform. Well, at least that it makes, makes it accessible. Like makes it, it accessible exactly. Yes, yeah. And then and then there's um. Yeah, and then the, with with what you're saying is, I think with that, it's it's it could also be the return of that uh, uh middle budget movie where you don't need these massive budget blockbusters like it's middle budget was was was, you know your 30 to 50 million dollar budget was where some of the greatest cinema was was done at and they've done away with that because of their risk averse but i think hopefully i really hope that this this is part of the return of the the middle budget also sorry sorry. no no continue just as a separate aside i'm i'm gonna just like quickly change gears i i like we have that with maple with the canadian recording um, how you need to have uh, to be like a Canadian record. You need like the music, the artist, the producer, and the label to like like you know you need that to to um, be Canadian content. It's for, you're forced to play Canadian content on the radio, like a certain percentage. Why isn't that that way at theaters? There should be a certain percentage of movies at theaters at any given time should be Canadian. Twelve percent, whatever one screen. It also goes into what see one and you know. I'm going to get to that by talking about his point. So you were talking about like the mid-range, uh, the mid-range movie. So what's good is is that South Korea has kind of a self-contained film market. So like they sell tickets. South Korean people go see movies by South Korean filmmakers. And in this country, French Canadian. Yeah, I was gonna say and look at Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Villeneuve, yeah. But and look at like I mean even if you don't like him, you know Jean-Marc Vallée. Like I'm not a huge fan. I mean because I don't watch uh, what's the fuck that show. I'm trying to remember. With Nicole Kidman, uh, it was just on HBO. Um, Big Little Lies, um, you know. I mean, and all the, and like Xavier Dolan too, because he was embraced by the. Uh, you know, they have our best Canadian filmmakers right now. For the most part, are French Canadian because they're they're they they're they like support it. They support it. Yeah. Fiercely supportive of yeah. that and good genre. For, and good for them. Man. Well, you you can't you can't have an identity as a uh, as a filmmaker in a country. If that country doesn't watch your movies, exactly. Of you know what I mean. And when's the last time you saw the, a Canadian movie yeah, at theaters? The rest of Canadian movies are basically like knockoff American movies. If it's not Quebecois, it's it's not really. It's basically America light. Yeah, and yes. I would love. I would love to have the. I mean, I guess maybe they just don't make money. But look at like you know Cineplex or whatever. All like our movie theaters are American owned. So why again? Why would they want? somebody else cutting into their revenue stream but i think that's why i think like if you have it with the music industry with a certain amount of music videos that you watch on tv well i guess that's not really a thing anymore okay boomer um but but uh but like uh see the certain number of music on radio stations what is it like 12 percent or whatever you need canadian content like that should be movies they should also yes and i think that's actually a good idea because like for example cavco oversees like the tax credit you know the 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 federal tax credit in this country and it there's a very strict you know point system that it has you know like it's like producer composer director editor all that kind of stuff lead actor and i mean what they should do is it's not like it's just 
dominating the market is that they what they should do like just you know saturating the market with Canadian work, but making sure that there is viewing areas for that because it would like be nice if that came in. But because what's happened here also is that you know again like your I I think that point about the mid range film is correct and that if you want a good way to do it to ret- make it return is go to other countries because mm-hmm. because also in for example in Spain they have really good mid you know. Um, you know, mid-budget features. Well, they also don't. But those other budget, countries but those, don't have the. Bu- yeah. Don't. That's their top budget. Also, that's not their mid. Yeah, absolutely. Budget. But they also those films also have like Javier Bardem in it, right? Mm-hmm. They have famous actors. So, like, if anything, can you know, the, there's opportunities for there to cross yeah. into other. And it's unfortunate that it doesn't really you know get the chance because like. Well, I'm gonna. I'll ask a question. You just quickly. Well, well, let, let, let me let me just add one okay, thing sure, there. Sure, like, sure. With, 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 just adding on to what you were saying is a movie like uh, The Raid. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen the raid, but that that movie was made. That's a British, like that's like the the entire above the line is British for that. And they were trying to make this action movie for in Britain for like ever. Sorry, I apologize. Maybe he's not specifically British, but he's European. Um, and yeah, they were trying to get this movie made forever, and then they're like, "Fuck it, let's go to Thailand to make this movie for like probably a tenth of what it would have cost to make in Europe." And look what happened. It's like authentic and it's fucking dope. Anyway, I just wanted to add that to your little thing. I pose your question. And like, what personally obstructs you us from, like, just in terms of anecdotally, you know, uh, like from watching these foreign films? Do you think? I, films, when's, they, what's or a, Canadian films or Canadian films? Or Canadian, well, films. Uh, Canadian films. I have a bias against just because I. It's so hard to find a good one. Uh, there's a lot of crap out there, and, and usually when I know it's like been government funded, even though we've had government funding on, on on some of our stuff, it's just some there's like a bias against that. Um, for foreign films, for me, it's just I, it's hard. Like I already know with a Hollywood movie, as soon as I see a trailer or anything on marketing wise, I already have a fairly good sense based on the names and and just of how it's made and what it looks like. Of if if this is gonna be good, if this is gonna be something I like, if this is a quality level that that I that I can I can live with, that I can like watch and enjoy. With foreign films, I don't I don't know where that the barometer of measuring that or being able to tell that is difficult because sometimes there's I've seen a uh, you know I've seen some really beautiful looking Russian movies that story wise and content wise are absolutely garbage. And I always feel like, and they're always long too, so I feel like I wasted a whole lot of time giving. So it's hard that the barometer of being able to tell if if this is a worthy investment of my time to watch this is far more difficult. And there's no marketing machine to also push it on me to to get over that either. It's the marketing. I, th- I feel like yeah. is the best. Is the is sorry. Is the, uh, is the well, hardest. we started watching. Like the only reason I watch foreign films on the regular is first of all I would thank old boy for that because the first time i saw old boy it blew me away and i'm like what am i missing right because i was recommended old boy from you know just word of mouth and then i loved it and then also i watch a shit ton of kung fu movies so like yeah. the, the i mean the movies made in hong kong yeah. that are 100 contained in the hong kong movies I, mean, I grew up i grew up watching incredible. bruce lee and, and yeah and jackie chan and even now like i grew up on anime so, so yeah. i always give japanese no movies. what i was just gonna say is i think it was just also an awareness thing um for me, I became a lot more aware of it when um, when I actually started going out with Lindy because we would watch a lot more Asian cinema in particular, I feel like is something I didn't get introduced to until too late. But I'm I'm getting into it now and I love it because it's 
it's like the opposite of, of Hollywood movies, just even as far as tone and all that is concerned and, and how they tackle subject matter, like, like with Parasite and all that stuff. It's just a different take on it, which is very refreshing. But I think it's just mostly unawareness, sort of, uh, I don't know, just trying to break away from what I guess you're used to watching and what you like to watch. That's part of it too. So maybe it is like a marketing thing. Maybe it's just just let's try and open it up a bit more because there's a ton of other talent out there. There's also a lot of bad movies and two, which is yeah, to Boyan's point, where you find movies, about, you'll find bad. But yeah, of course, but yeah. just to Boyan's point about their about investing your time and not knowing as well, that's it's also more a thing. difficult to know. But yeah. I think that goes. That's also yeah. a market that's tied with marketing and all that stuff too. And I also think it's stigma that for, uh, you know international films get stigmatized because it's like. You know, we all know those people we went to school with. I'm sure we can name a few names right now who are like, did you see Bunwell? And it's like, I know I don't really like Bunwell. I don't want to like, I'm not saying he's a bad filmmaker. It's just like, it's as almost as if like any kind of you meet, you know what it is? You tie international film to art house immediately. Right. It's like, oh, it's international film. So obviously it must be or like you an tie it to snobs. Yeah. Or you tied to being a snob. <laughs> right. Which is unfortunate <laughs> because like do you like I wouldn't call Parasite yeah. an art house film. Like would you call Snowpiercer an art house film? No. It's like, no, these are like it's like half a Jordan Peele movie. Uh, friggin Parasite. It's like that's how it ends. And it's just and I think the big thing that has to happen is if you are a fan of, you know, movies from other countries given this whole idea of you know the marketing and how we are just bombarded with this kind of like purely north american crap that we hate the big thing you i think people got to do and like we got to do and i'm glad we're doing this podcast is to big up the good shit yeah yeah like my like the, the the thing with me is is like i've definitely seen probably more foreign movies than the average person i'm saying i'm not saying i've seen a lot but i'm just saying i've seen more than the average person and it just astounds me how like it, it it gets filtered right so pretty much every foreign movie i'm going to see is probably pretty quality because due to the lack of marketing most foreign movies i see are by word of mouth the only reason i'm watching it is because somebody i know is like yo you got to check That's about exactly yeah. exactly so it's really hard to market a foreign film because you have you don't have those like soundbite moments that you can stick in a trailer if you ever go to theaters and you watch a trailer for a foreign movie you won't see a subtitle like you very rarely will. Sorry, you won't. It's not you won't, but you will very rarely see subtitles. It'll all be just like shots and like a narrator. So they're they're just inherently hard to market. So at the end of the day, it just it, it almost makes me sad because I know there's just hundreds and hundreds. I mean, North American movies, too, but just hundreds of movies from around the world that I just are completely under my radar <clears> and I will just never see. And guaranteed if I just like did a deep dive in like, you know, Argentinian movies or something, I'm sure there would be. A, a dozen. There'd yeah. be a dozen movies. Yeah. And the onus is on us love. too also. Of course, that of course. To, and, and and especially when you again when you see like Old Boy or when you see a movie like Parasite to broaden your horizon and tell people. And, think more. and then also that Fucking helps change and that exactly. And I think that helps change also this film climate because it's stale and shit. Hey, that, that'd be a good that'd and, be a good podcast actually actually I was doing say, like foreign, foreign film podcasts. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, a challenge for a future podcast. Is is come with a list of let's say top ten. We don't have to like Ooh, top do a, ten. That's no. a long. That's no, 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 no. But as a top ten, like we the don't video have to, game we show was six hours. We, don't, we have <laughs> top three. I'm not saying I'm not saying we have to discuss all of them other than like a short thing. But like as in a top ten that you would recommend that other people watch, the people who are listening, or just how about a top, like a top? How, how about a top three? Yeah, or like a top one. I don't know. Okay, guys, I, I, we I can work out the logistics of it. Yeah. but I, you know, wrapping up, I think we can all agree that you know we need to. You know, 
looking at these different movements, I mean, you have classic Hollywood, then you have new Hollywood as a reaction to it, then you have 80s cinema, then you have the Sundance generation. I think that maybe the counteraction to the to the current tentpole Hollywood is foreign is foreign or international films, and uh, I I think you know we, it, the best thing you can do is big up it as often as possible. I also think in the internet age, it's it's about to open up as well. Just because everyone's talking to each other now it's easier than it's ever been absolutely yeah. and i think like that will so we help. should be hearing more yeah yeah and, yeah. and, and yeah. that and that will help i think but absolutely anyways guys we got to wrap this up thank you very much excellent talk and we'll talk to you soon all right guys thanks for listening just a reminder if you like this podcast and want to keep hearing it subscribe and give us a five-star review and if you're not already subscribing to our youtube channel or following us on social media get on it you will not regret it